Father, we rejoice and we thank you, Lord, for answers to prayer. We thank you for utterance and boldness. We thank you for clarity. We thank you that your word comes with such precision and accuracy. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we rejoice that we are found in you. Found in you, not having our own righteousness. But the righteousness which is of Jesus Christ. Thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice is gifted revelation knowledge. I decree and I declare that whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. But in St. Yokes are destroyed. Your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer sees a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. All of the social community brethren, brothers and sisters. We are so glad to have all of you joining into the service this morning. All of the Aquaibom State community connected right now by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquaibom, Unio FM, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM. We are so glad to welcome everyone that is connected in the Aquaibom State community do me a favor call a friend a family member a loved one ask them to tune to this radio station right now life is flowing through the airwaves and i also want to ask the social media community i want to thank all of you for all you always do to help us make sure that this gospel gets to the end of the earth do like you've always done. Let's get the gospel today again out there. Help me share the video. Put them on, on your page. Share with all the groups on your page. Join as many groups as possible. Put them on monogram, telegram, WhatsApp groups. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth. And thank you for laboring with us as a church to fulfill God's assignment for this, for this household of faith. Let me also welcome all the campuses around the world that are connected to the service this morning. All of our campuses, we love you brothers and sisters and we're excited to have everybody connected. Now, let me quickly mention this before we get in the word, that our campus in South Africa, the Johannesburg Rudiport campus, the Rudiport campus, are doing a crusade in Soweto this coming weekend, the 1st of May. This is for all those watching right now in Soweto and all of you that are around Soweto and South Africa. We are doing a crusade in Soweto on the 1st of May, 2 p.m. at the YWCA Hall, Dubai. YWCA Hall, Dubai in Soweto. And for those who want further details in South Africa, you can call this number right there in South Africa. 0730-250-408. Let me repeat. 
408 in Soweto. It's going to be an explosive crusade. And if you know anybody or you have people in South Africa or in Soweto, reach out to them and tell them not to miss that crusade. It's going to be life-changing. And we're excited about what God is doing with the Power City International Johannesburg, the Rudy Port Campus. All right? Are you excited to be here this morning for the world? Well, if you're excited, can you celebrate the word of God with a shout? Is that a shout or a wave? You can be seated with your sweet, smart self. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. Let's get in the world this morning. We've, we've been examining a, a lot of things this week because this week is our week of training, evangelism, and discipleship. Third season five. And through the week, we looked at the disciple and the local church. And this morning, we began to examine the faithful servant. The faithful servant. Now... In the first service, I took time to establish that every believer is called. That along with salvation comes the call to ministry. You don't have an independent call to ministry outside of salvation. It's true that some men of God will tell you, I was on the mountain fasting and a thunder blasted and I had a voice saying, my son, my son. Some pastors will tell you they saw a vision and all of that. But in the New Testament, the call to ministry is not dependent on extracurricular experiences like visions, dreams, and revelation. Because along with salvation comes the call to ministry. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 29, Romans 8, 29 and 30. Brother Paul says, for whom he did for know, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Next verse. For moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So along with the call to salvation is a call to ministry. Every believer is called to the ministry of the gospel. Whether you had a voice or not, except you are not born again. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Pay attention. Ephesians. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? Next verse. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That word perfecting means to fit to function. To make believers to fit to function to equip believers to function the word saints perfecting of the saints refer to believers we are the called out ones the saints are being fitted for the work of ministry earlier on in that ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 look at what brother paul said ephesians chapter 4 verse number 4 there is one body and one spirit even as you are called all of you are called in one hope of your calling so every child of god is called in one hope of your calling the hope of your calling was earlier on used by brother paul for salvation ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 ephesians chapter 1 verse number 18 the eyes of your understanding being enlightened why 
that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Every child of God has been called. If anybody tells you, God has called me, tell them, I too, God has called me. Because the day you got born again was the day you were called to the ministry. So why are you in a local church? You are in this church so I can equip you, mature you, train you, feed you the word of God so you can grow and the ministry that you receive at salvation can come out and serve the body of Christ. There is no uncalled believer. Every child of God. Every child of God. A lot of men of God say they had a voice, they saw thunder, they were fasting for 40 days. Jesus said, my son, my son, go and preach. I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything. I, your pastor, I never saw anything, I never heard anything. Ministry was the last thing I ever thought I would do. Because my father was a pastor and I didn't like the way church people treated my parents. So I decided that I will never be a pastor because I don't want to be treated like that. So sometimes I say to people, God tricked me into ministry because what God did to me was there was no direct voice, nothing. I just began to grow in the knowledge of Christ, began to know the word of God. And I came across brethren who were going through challenges. And as I shared with them what I knew and they applied it, they had results. Their lives were changed. The joy I saw in their faces motivated me to share with more people. And as I was sharing and things were changing in people's lives, I began to share with groups, groups, groups. I began to travel and preach in campuses, universities. Students were getting on fire. And a number of them began to follow me to do what I am doing. And they began to follow me. Everywhere I was going with a lot of young people. They were all following me around to do what I was doing. And I kept doing it until I am doing it till now. That's why I know that the call to ministry is not anything spectacular. It is salvation. As I grew and matured in the knowledge of Christ, me too am maturing you so that you too can mature others. Look at what brother Paul will say to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. Brother Paul says to Timothy, a protege of the of him, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Simple. You learn from me, you teach others who will learn from you to teach others who will learn from them to teach others who will learn from them. That's ministry. All of us are called to ministry. If you read the Bible very well in the New Testament, all the people that were called apostles who were disciples of Jesus, they were all professionals. In fact, I'm doing a book that should be out in two weeks or so from now. I'm writing in that book everything that has to do with the call to ministry, which is actually salvation. And I'm going to show you professionals that were called, that had businesses and they were still doing ministry. People like Abraham. Abraham was called by God to ministry. Yet he was a businessman. He was doing business and doing ministry. There is nowhere the Bible teaches that you must shut down your business to do ministry. There's nowhere. Most of the apostles of Jesus were businessmen. People like Peter. Peter answered the call, followed Jesus, but his business was still working. Because he put a manager to oversee the business. And from time to time, he visited to make sure the business was doing well. That's why when Jesus was taken for crucifixion, Peter went back to his business. Since there was nothing else to do. He went back to his business. And upon resurrection, Jesus went and found him and said, Gentlemen, what are you doing here? 
And then he followed him again. So that business was still going. No scripture says because you are called to do ministry, you must shut down your business. There's no such scripture. Except you yourself, because of too much demand for ministry, cannot cope with the two. Then you can give up your business as a consecration to do the work of ministry. And even with that, you must be able to have a way of getting income so you don't rely on people to be giving you money. You too are able to be useful in getting money to support what you do. Am I teaching good here? Am I teaching good here? Yeah. So don't, don't let anybody tell you that because you have been called to ministry, don't go to university. Leave university and join me. No, you need university to do ministry well. If I can't speak good English, I won't be standing here. If I cannot communicate well, I won't be here. I am here because I can communicate well and you understand my communication. Is that true? Yeah, my English may not be perfect, but at least anyhow I cut it and drop it, you are understanding what I'm saying. The, the intent of, of language is communication. So once I can say it in a way you understand what I'm saying, we have communicated. And I know I'm communicating well. Sometimes my tenses are not correct. Sometimes my, my, my grammar may not come out right. But even in the funny way I'm putting it, you are getting the message. Is that not true? I wasn't born with English language. I learned it somewhere, 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 somehow on the road. And even now I'm still learning. Is it not true? Is it not true? I don't have to wait till I know all the English to preach. Otherwise the rapture will meet me without work. <laughs> the important thing is that you're hearing me well even when I break my English and I compose my own grammar you know what I am saying somebody say I hear you I say somebody say I hear you so you don't have to shut down your business and shut down your career to do ministry no we need your career we need your business because if you have your own business and you're making your own money you will not be a burden to people you also will be supporting the work because all of us here is our father's work and anything we need to do to make the work work we make the work work so the call of god came with salvation is that clear the call of God came with salvation. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24 and 25 and 26. 1 Corinthians 1 24. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Next verse. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Next verse. For you see your calling brethren, every one of you. You see your calling now. Not how that not many wise men after the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called next verse but god had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and god had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty are you still in the building so we are called and in that calling of salvation is where we have ministry gifts because as you grow in ministry and as you begin to mature and begin to minister, eventually you grow into um, an office of ministry. Ministry is a fruit of spiritual growth. Ministry is not the result of an encounter. It's a fruit of spiritual growth. As you grow spiritually, ministry comes out of you. 
Especially when you are in a teaching church like this. As we teach you the word, reveal Christ to you, along with the revelation of Jesus comes the ministry which is the works of Jesus. Along with the revelation of Jesus comes the works of Jesus. What is the work of Jesus? Preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. So along with that revelation will come the responsibility. And that responsibility is to preach, to teach, and to heal. And every one of you is called to that ministry. All of us. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. You are saved to save others. You don't have to see a vision. You have clear cut instructions. Clearly written in scripture. It's called the great commission. The great commission is preaching and teaching and making disciples. That's what it's about. And that's what we're doing as a church. And that's what's going on here. That's why we can open campuses everywhere around the world because believers are waking up to their realities in Christ and they're accepting responsibility to help other believers to mature. All over the world, we have people that followed my teaching three years, five years, ten years, six years, and as they begin to mature, they send me a mail, Dr. Damina, I have been following you for three, four, five years. There's no church in my area that teaches the gospel you teach. I want to start one. And they, uh, we, we give them a training. And we help them start one. Just like one is about to start in Soweto. Okay? And then they on their own put their resources together. Get a place. And assemble and begin to worship. And begin to fellowship. And they follow the teaching. You can imagine that as we are live here. Churches all over the world. In different countries and continents. Are connected to this service via media. And they are all watching what I'm teaching here real time. And they are fellowshipping along with their coordinators and campus pastors who are there to oversee them, watch over them, grow. And these people are business people. These people are career people. They didn't have to stop their career for ministry. They are doing their career. They are doing their businesses. And they are doing ministry. And people of God are being built all over the world. And they support what I do. They even send me money to support what we do here. They support this vision. That's why we're able to do all that we're doing all over the world. Why? Because believers are maturing. Believers are growing. And they're taking responsibility for more believers to be built. So that way, the gospel of Christ is advancing all over the world. Yesterday you had the email we read from southern China of the guy that has been following these teachings. Another guy was yesterday in our training because yesterday we brought all our pastors who are going to be pastoring all our churches in different local governments in Aquaibom where we have started churches all over the state and we brought them over the weekend for training and for impartation in a camp. And yesterday one of them said, I have a degree, a bachelor of theology. I used to be a pastor in a particular church. But having heard you, I know that that church is not teaching the gospel. I'm resigning. So I can work full time in this ministry. So I can serve God in this ministry. Then he said to me, what do I do with my degree? I said, don't worry, keep it, it will be useful. Since now you know the message, the degree can back up your educational qualifications and claim so that you can keep preaching the gospel. So people are coming like that. I mean, you need to see the emails that are flocking our mailbox on daily basis. People are waking up. Theologians, people that read, you know, theology, PhD, masters. They're all coming to the knowledge of Christ. Because theology is not enough to bring you to the knowledge of Christ. Beyond theology, you must understand how to apply the theology to be able to know who Christ is. So God is raising an army all over the bloomable planet. All over the world. And this army are believers. Believers. 
who have understood that along with salvation comes a call to ministry. Am I teaching good? So that's why Paul prayed that you may know the hope of your calling. That you may know the hope of your calling. Look at what brother Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse number 10. <clears throat> Wherefore the rather brethren, brethren, every one of you, give diligence, every one of you, give diligence to make your own calling. So you have a calling. An election sure. Every child of God. Give diligence to make your calling an election sure. Then he gave some instructions. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Not fall from salvation, but fall in ministry. Then he listed some things. Knowledge, virtue, and all the things you need to, to put together to have a productive ministry. Why? Because one day we shall face Jesus and account for what we have used his calling to do. Look at 1 John 2.28. Brother John speaking in that same note. 1 John chapter 2 verse number 28. And now little children abide in him. That when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. What will make us ashamed? We had a calling that we didn't fulfill. What shall make us ashamed? We had a ministry that we did not pay attention to. What shall make us ashamed? We are called salvation, but we didn't give diligence to make our calling and election sure. So we shall be ashamed. Can you imagine the glorious appearing of Christ? And then you are hiding. You are hiding because you are ashamed. While others are excited to see him as he is. You, you are hiding. Anytime Jesus is turning to your direction, you are hiding. Because you are not proud of what you have done. And some of us are confidently saying, yes, Lord, what a joy, what a joy. And he's saying, well done, thou good and faithful. Faithful to what? Faithful to the call that came with salvation. So there are people that will be ashamed at his coming. Brother Paul said there are people that will suffer loss. Brother John said ashamed. Brother Paul said loss. That their works shall be tested by fire. And there are people whose ministry will be burned. That's why Paul said, I put myself under. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he wasn't talking of salvation. 1 Corinthians 9 27. I put my body under that after preaching to others, I will not be a castaway. The word castaway in the Greek means disqualified from reward. It's not talking of salvation. He's talking about disqualification from reward. Why? You didn't do the ministry with right motives or you were not faithful. So in the first service, we saw faithful minister and then we saw good minister. Good minister and faithful minister is not an inheritance in Christ. It is our own commitment by responsibility to that call that made us able ministers. Able minister is an inheritance. You know, he has made us able ministers. That's an inheritance that came with salvation. But after he made us able in salvation, we must give ourselves to diligence so we can be faithful. So we can be good ministers. Faithfulness is developed in service. Loyalty, commitment, dedication, and productive Christian living. In the first service, we began to look at 
certain examples that are not healthy for us as a church to copy. People like Demas who forsook ministry because he was in love with material things. People like Archippus who forsook ministry because he was in love with the things of this world. And he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. That love in the world is not salvation. Loving the world is ministry. Where you mortgage your calling because you are pursuing secular achievements. Secular career. You're all the time running around. You want to get more degrees. You want to make more money. More money that you cannot finish eating. How much food do you eat a day? How many houses do you want to build? How many of them can you live in at one time? Even your one, two bedroom flat. How many space do you occupy at a time? Even your single bed of 10 springs. How much space do you fill in the bed? Your chair in the sitting room. How many do you sit on at a time? Vanity of vanity. So why mortgage eternal things for material things that are mundane? Things that have no eternal value. Love not the world. As a believer, our pursuit is different from what secular people pursue. Our priorities are different. He says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek the things which are above. We are Christ seated at the right hand of God. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So because you belong to Jesus, what moves his heart should be what moves your heart what jesus will do physically if he was on earth today should be what you are doing what will jesus have been doing preaching teaching healing preaching teaching healing what should you be doing preaching teaching healing why because you and the lord are one spirit you belong to him he belongs to you your desires should be his desires because as he is so are we in this world. If I'm teaching good, can I have a good amen? amen? Your pursuit should be his pursuit. Your commitment should be to his cause. Your responsibility to, should be to the assignment he has given us. Go, make disciples of all nations. All nations. There's a young man in Pakistan. His assignment is, he's busy translating my, my message into their local dialect. And he has opened a YouTube channel. So when I preach in English, he translates to their language. He uploads. And he has a lot of followers coming. Recently, I did a, we did a Zoom conference. He brought a lot of people in Pakistan online. And I was teaching. And they were asking questions. And I was answering. These are people following my teachings. Somebody else is translating my messages into other, into other languages. A number of them are doing that right now. Why? Because this is about the kingdom of God. The only contribution you can do is to make what Jesus died for to reach the people for whom he died. If you really love God, if you are really born of God and his love is in your heart, your passion will be to see that the death of Jesus is not wasted on any soul. Your commitment, your passion should be to see that the kingdom is advancing. So we began to look at some characters because we're looking at faithful servant. In the first service, we dealt with all of them. You can get the material and listen to them. I want to quickly look at another character which is going to be my key character in this service. 
a man in scripture that every pastor every pastor because many of you here are going to be pastors all of you are pastors actually because every one of you is being trained to pastor somebody if you don't pastor them in this house you will pastor them in your house if you don't pastor them in your house you will start a campus where you will every one of you here every one of you, except you don't love jesus if you don't love jesus then you are not born again because the moment you got born again the love of god is shed abroad in your heart and if you love jesus this is how it shows simon son of jonas lovest thou me more than this this word career money making appointment jobs certificate degrees put all together do you love me more than this peter said yes lord it's a feed my sheep the way to show that you love jesus is that you want to see the people of god fed you want to pastor a house center you want to quickly gather believers and begin to oversee their growth you want to quickly see to it that new converts are developed you you are passionate about the brethren you can't say you love god and what moves god's heart is not moving your heart what jesus died for is his church he died for souls and if you love him you will be a facilitator of the mission of his death feed my sheep then he said again simon do you love me more than this yes lord feed my lambs simon huh? do you love me more than this lord you know everything you know i love you why are you asking for jesus to ask you the same question three times he said feed my feed my sheep three times if you love jesus he never changes the same requirement he gave to simon is what he gives to you today if you love him you demonstrate your love for christ by loving his people by reaching out to god's people we're reaching out to god's people we're on radio 11 hours every day it's almost one year now it's not a caramony we're using and it's because i don't know what to do with money it's, it's, it's not because I don't know what to do with money. I know what to do with money. There are many things I can do with that money. Because most of that radio money is coming from me. It's coming from my personal money. There are many things I can do with that money. I can buy lands and start building houses. And renting and making more money. But if I leave this world, none of those houses will follow me. But if I put that money on radio and people are getting saved people are maturing people are growing those are my crowns before jesus i could do what everybody else is doing but we love jesus and because we love jesus we have decided to be selfless selfless then there are some of you who are also supporting the radio broadcast some of you even pay for a channel i mean for one broadcast one station some of you pay you know pay i also support it because i believe in that project we all are doing it and those of you that are giving me even in this church and online and on tel and around the world towards radio and tv broadcast it's not because you don't know what to do with money there are many things you can do with money there are many things many things but because we love the lord we love his mission we love the people of God. We love what God is doing in people's lives. We support. We give. And people who love God and love what God is doing in people's lives, even in Aquaibom here, 
they are supporting the broadcast. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Why? Because that is one investment that we will reap the harvest of in eternity. If you have 10 houses on it, the day you leave, it's over. Your children can even fight over it and sell them cheap and fight over the money. Yes? After all, you're no more here. And you're going to where you will spend eternity without an investment. Meanwhile, you left 10 houses on earth. 10 houses that you don't need. That is not even that useful to people. But now you're facing eternity without any investments. We need to set our priorities right. Say, I hear you. I'm not hearing you. Say, I hear you. We need to set our priorities right. Now. So we're looking at this character. Whom every leader will encounter at some point. Whether the church you are overseeing just started. Or you're about to start a house church. Or you're about to start a campus. Or you're about to start a branch. Or you have started. Or the church started from Acts of the Apostles till today. You will see this character. Sometimes this looks like a test from heaven. And there is no prayer that can stop it. No fasting can stop this character. This particular character. It's a spirit that hovers around. I can only pray for you that when that spirit comes near you, you do not yield to that spirit. Because that spirit is floating around. The name of that character is Absalom. Absalom. Absalom in the scriptures cuts across as something that we all have to be aware of. Either in our relationships or even in your business organizations or in your career. You have to watch Absalom, much less the church. Absalom is that guy who will show care, love and concern for the church. But his motives are different. Absalom is that guy that you will trust him. You will trust him with leadership. He's a spirit in leadership. And once an issue amongst followers and members is very, he is very easy to go around quelling issues. But when you have it among leadership, it becomes a serious problem. The man Absalom. Absalom Absalom is somebody who sits where he should not sit. He sits, he likes to sit where he shouldn't sit. You will see Absalom as someone who counsels people. He should not counsel. Absalom is that fellow or that fellow hovering around the body of Christ. He's involved in counseling members of other churches. The spirit of Absalom. Absalom is that son of David. The background is in 2 Samuel chapter 13. Where Amnon, his brother, raped his sister by the name of Tamar. When it happened, David heard it. And David didn't do much. Absalom was like a comfort to Tamar. You mean the child of the king did this to you? You mean that church did this to you? You mean that fellow did this to you? And it appeared like he was comforting her. 
Absalom is that guy that waits for an opportune moment to come around you with the comfort of deception. With the comfort of deception. Why are we going through Absalom? Romans 15 4. Brother Paul admonishes us in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Put it up. Romans 15 4. Who is on the computer? For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So we learn from the Old Testament examples so that we might have hope. Brother Paul will say in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. Now, these things were our examples. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Look at verse 11 and 12 of the same First Corinthians chapter 10. Now, all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Verse 12, verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh his standard take heed lest he fall so brother paul writes and he warns every believer to take heed you are not immune to temptations even the things you criticize on other people if you are not careful you will do exactly the same thing you are criticizing so that's why you must take heed so what did amnon do in that story obviously david had this thing in second samuel chapter 14 verse 21 and david was only angry and the king said unto Joab, behold now i have done this thing god therefore bring the young man absalom again so absalom said you mean pastor had this story and he didn't do much pastor didn't do much somebody said no he rebuked him and he disciplined him Absalom said, is that all? Is that all he did? He only rebuked and gave him some discipline. Is that all? Two years, the Bible says, Absalom from that day said nothing. He was quiet. For two years. When you relate with people and you're the only one talking, and every time you talk, they will just say, I see, I see. Be watch those people. Don't be stupid. A man that you open up to, that is not opening up to you, is a time bomb. Two years, Absalom was quiet. The only thing Absalom said, is that what pastor did? Uh, only that. Okay, no problem. And he kept quiet for two years. And he hated Amnon. Two years, you know, there are people you will see, they won't, they won't say anything. And when you have people around like that around you, you need God's help. After two full years, Absalom killed Amnon. He killed him. He wiped him out. David, because of emotional attachment and sentiments, drew Absalom close. 
Even when he had that, Absalom has killed Amnon. And he knows what the beef is. And he knows that for two years, Absalom has been acting funny. He drew him close. Out of sentiments and emotional attachment. Now, when David drew Absalom close, that was Absalom's opportunity to vent out his two years of malice. Please listen very carefully. In 2 Samuel 14, 25, look at the description of this guy called Absalom. Put it up for me. 2 Samuel 14, 25. But in all Israel, there was none to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his feet, even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. The guy was six pack tall handsome no blemish attractive irresistible in today's english they will say sexy that's absolute liked by everybody anywhere he enters he had that aura absalom absalom charismatic Queen's English. Oratory. Skilled in human relationships. When he greets you and smiles, he massages your ego. When you live, you live with feelings of Absalom. You wish you can live with Absalom forever. When you have a, such a person around you, and he doesn't talk, <laughs> time bomb if you are a manager you are a CEO you are the head of an organization listen to me well and above all every one of you as a pastor or a potential pastor or somebody that will oversee a fellowship a church or a center you listen very carefully handsome boy people liked him so Absalom can be a likable character lovely Speaks very good English. No blemish. Yet, this was a frustrated, angry, malicious guy. All of that beauty covered dead bones. Absalom is the parable of Jesus. Whitewashed sepulchre. Outside, everything looks perfect. But inside are rotting bones. Absalom. He wanted someone he didn't have. He wanted something he didn't have. Throughout two years, nobody saw any emotion on his face. Absalom is a guy who feels he deserves more than what he has. Yes. He has a sense of entitlement. Yeah. And you know there are people that have that entitlement culture. Where everywhere they come, they feel like everybody should celebrate them. Entitlement. When they join a church, they want to be in the forefront. They feel that it is their right. The spirit of Absalom. You're in the music team. Why is it for four weeks I have not been given the mic to lead a song? Entitlement spirit. Why did pastor call that one and not me? Why? Entitlement spirit. 
entitlement spirit. This is someone who was always appreciative of little things. But now, greed has taken over Absalom. One of the ways you will detect this spirit is when you start feeling entitled. When you yourself start feeling that entitlement. Know that Absalom is drawing nigh. When you start feeling that you should be the one. When you start feeling that you are better than others. When you start feeling that there is nobody that can do it like you. When you start feeling that you are better than all of us. Ah, Absalom is hanging by the corner. If I'm teaching good, say I hear you. Absalom is that guy who has not met his life goals. He doesn't have the kind of cash he wants. He doesn't have the kind of salary he wants. So he gets uncomfortable. He gets insecured. Absalom is full of insecurities. Absalom is full of lack of self-confidence. So he will use anybody he can put his hand on and climb them to get to where he's going. He can take two people and hit their head and divide and rule among them. Absalom. The spirit of Absalom. Absalom is that brother that has a history of the church. So when a new person comes to church, he tells him, how long have you been in church? Two weeks. <laughs> I've been here for 12 years. See that, let me tell you. The way you are going, that's not how we do in power city. Otherwise, you will soon go. Prayer meeting, you are there. Evangelism, you are there. And every time you are there in front, 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 front. Offering, you are running out. You will soon leave church. We that have lasted for 12 years, we don't do it like that. We do it small, small. Prayer meeting will come once a month. Giving, we give once in three weeks. So if you want to last here, Absalom! Absalom has been around long enough with malice and has carried too many things in his heart and he has kept them with him. He has said nothing to anybody but is poisoning people gradually. That's Absalom. The spirit of Absalom. Very wicked spirit. It's a spirit that stops the church from growing. It's a spirit that fights the advancement of God's cause. Second Samuel 18, 18. Absalom is a guy who wanted promotion and wanted to be known. Please, be careful of your ambitions. Be careful of your ambitions because Absalom eventually did not meet up with his ambitions. An ambition that you can do at any cost will destroy you. An ambition that you can do at any cost will destroy you. Absalom is that guy that has big dreams, yet his ambitions were frustrated. Many of us don't know when that spirit creeps in because it creeps in very subtly. You have set targets. I must marry this year. I must have children at the age of 32. I must travel abroad before I am 29. And now you are 40. Nothing has happened. So you are frustrated. And you are looking for how to vent it out. You are looking for how to vent it out. You say sister that is married you are angry. And you are looking for how to cause trouble in her home. Because why should she be married and you are still here? Absalom! Absalom! It's a spirit that hovers around. That spirit never goes. It's always there. You are the one that will take heed 
not to let that spirit influence you and that's why we're teaching you this teaching is vaccination what i'm doing today is immunization are you all hearing uh, this is immunization service that's why it is entering you anyhow some of you as i'm talking i see the way you adjust because the thing has entered immunization is going on <laughs> how can i say i'm in a church and i've lost my business capital absalom how can i be in a church for this long and i don't have a car how can i be in a church like this and i don't have marriage how can i be in a church and i'm not taking a vacation the absalom spirit will make you feel uncomfortable it will make you feel you know underprivileged it will make you feel marginalized it will make you feel like others have collected your blessings so you'll be eyeing people that are progressing and wishing them evil without saying it you just bought a new car so have accident just married the wife will never be pregnant she thinks it is just marriage. Let her be pregnant. Let me see. All that is going on inside. Ah, bile. Your stomach is full of bile. You say, brother, wearing a suit. You say, may the trousers tear. The way he's carrying his leg in the name of praise worship. May his trousers tear. So we know it is made in Kotonu. Like today, marriage is happening. Eh? Wedding is happening. Is it just wedding? Wedding. Hey, let them marry now. We're here. We have been here. We're the ancient of days. <laughs> no leave, no transfer. Your heart is bad. You have a bad heart. Your belly is bad. Bile everywhere. Nada gada gada. If you if you do not celebrate good things, you cannot attract them. It is what you celebrate that you attract. By all means, when you see good things happen to people, rejoice with them. Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. That's the spirit of Christ. Absalom. Abi. <laughs> Absalom is that guy that will meet you after service. Hey bros, what's up man? How do you see that thing pastor said? I mean the other one. Which one? Uh -uh. Were you not in the service? He was preaching everything correct until, you know? How do you see that? Anything you do that is not your role, you are usurping authority and it is rebellion. Anything you do that you are not the person in the power to do it, you are usurping authority. That action is rebellion. And the rebellion shall dwell in dry ground. It's not a cause. It's the outcome of an action. It's the outcome of an action. Absalom went ahead and fell. His sense of judgment was better than that of David. And he killed Ammon. He felt this is better. He arranged the execution and the death of his brother. So Absalom is that guy that is offended at leadership decisions people do it they bring down the reputation and integrity of their pastor and their leader they bring it down they are not they are not adding 
to the reputation of their pastor. They only look for how to subtract and make their pastor look small. Why should pastor do it like that? Sometimes the kind of things pastor decides, we don't even know. Who does he take counsel from? How can he fix a meeting on Saturday? Doesn't he know Saturday is the only day all of us civil servants have? He's such an insensitive leader. He's a good man who he teaches word well. But this kind of decisions are not good. Me, I will not go. Absalom. 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 The spirit of Absalom is calling you. That's why most critics never end up as good leaders. Most critics never end up as good leaders. Because you criticize until you don't know what is good. So even when you become a leader, you are worse than everybody you criticized. They know how to describe other people's fault. Some people, just ordinary treasurer of association. Their shoulders are hanging. Treasurer of association. Treasurer. <laughs> I like that laughter. Absalom will run when he hears that kind of laughter. <laughs> Common association tre treasurer. Market women association treasurer. You come to church, nobody wants to hear something. He said, all those people that sit in front, what are they wearing that I cannot see there? Don't you know I'm a treasurer of market women? <laughs> Crayfish Sellers Association treasurer. You are making noise. Absalom. He wasn't satisfied with the death of Am Let me show you the level to which this can go. He went after David. He has killed Amnon. He's still not satisfied. He went after David. Where do we find the spirit of, of Absalom? Number one, it starts in secret. He will reach you in your inbox, like those of you on social media. You know those people that come, they listen to my teaching, then they start visiting you in your inbox. Do you believe what that Dr. Damina is saying? Don't you know he's a heretic? What are you doing there? They start following you. Social media, I hope you're all hearing me. Those are Absaloms jumping into your inboxes. And their mission is to take you away from what I teach so that they can start their own small group and teach nothing. They are empty. Such people are empty. People that are, have substance don't behave like that. Anybody that will be jumping from inbox to inbox in social media. Are you also coming? Well, the man is good, but you know, sometimes the kind of thing he teaches, they are not in the Bible. Uh, I have a better group. You know, some people don't even have manners. They don't even have good home bringing. They, even street bringing is better than their own. You know, street upbringing. People that just grew up on the street, they are better than some people. Because how can you come to my Facebook page? It has Abel Damina, not United Churches Association. Abel Damina. Then you bring the advert of another page and put on my page. 
you lack morals, you lack home training, and you lack discipline, and Absalom has eaten you up. In your village, don't they have respect? If they don't have it in your village, can't you learn it on the road? Don't you see that everybody doesn't behave like that? It's my page, not your own. You can't put, it's called conflict of interest. And I've told my student, once you see that, block the person eternally. When you block him, right? Eternal blocking. It's not enough to block. After you block, right on top, eternal blocking in Jesus' name. You lack character. You lack manners. That thing they didn't teach you at home, don't come and do it here. I'm teaching good. I say I'm teaching good here. So it starts in secret. They will throw you a WhatsApp message. Or they will chat you. Sis, I see you in that Abel Damina page. That man say you cannot lose salvation. He's heretical. Even Judas that was born again went to hell. I don't know where he's getting his own from. And I wonder where the person read that Judas was born again. Judas that was called the son of perdition. How can a son of perdition be born again? Born again people are called new creatures. So he took bitterness and disguised it. Take note of people that carry unresolved offenses. You understand? Unresolved offenses. People that you try to resolve their problem and they refuse to resolve it till they leave. And they carry unresolved offenses inside them. They are closer to Absalom. People that are full of unresolved. They don't always want to make peace. They hate peacemaking. Such people are dangerous to be around. Because as a child of God, forgiveness should be your nature. Bible says, follow all men with peace and holiness. Without which no man will see God in your life. So a believer should be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall see God. A child of God ought to be making peace, not fermenting trouble. Not going everywhere, hitting people's heads. That you have not so learned Christ. If you are behaving like that, you have not so learned Christ. So Absalom will go after David now. When you have disguised offenses, bitterness, disappointment, and anger, you are a dangerous person. Or Absalom is that brother who brings ideas. Uh, Papa, why don't we do it like this? I say, no, we won't do it like that. He thinks he's the only one that is a man of God. I even, I even humble myself. I humble myself to go and advise him. And he just treated me like I don't know anything. Okay, we're in this church. We shall see now. We shall see. We shall see. When I announce something, you say, Yeah, what Papa is saying. People are hungry in church. And Papa is saying, Pay for radio broadcasts. See how people are hungry. You are you not hungry? They start going around. And the hands of people that are walking, they start choking it injection to weaken the hand. And because so many people don't know what they came for. You understand? They don't know what they came for. So they follow anything and everything. Because people who know why they are here, their ears are blocked. Their eyes are on one person. 
Christ and the person who is representing Christ for them. They are not looking to the left or the right. They are focused. It's only people who don't know why they came here. And there are some. There are some. Since everybody is going there and the guy is on radio every time we're hearing him on radio. Our church is on radio. Let me go and enter. So he enter because the church is on radio. Say so which church they attend? Now we do radio all the time. What thing then they preach for there? You know they hear them for radio. Why did your pastor say salvation cannot be lost? I don't know when you talk. I don't think say so they hear well. My pastor never talk like that. So did your pastor say salvation can be lost? I never also hear that one. So which one you hear? I don't know what thing I hear, but you know they hear them for radio. They don't know why they're here. There are some people like that. So such people can follow Absalom. As an under leader, as an under worker, as an under leader in this church, you must not have a sense of entitlement. Because everything you do in this church, you are appointed by somebody. The spirit of entitlement is what brings offenses. Write it down. The spirit of entitlement is the breeding ground for offenses. The spirit of entitlement is the breeding ground for offenses. So now, Absalom begins to function with a hidden agenda. Hidden plans. He begins to build hidden alliances. Hidden alliances. The spirit has a way of hiding, you know, and building a network. Sometimes you will see, they don't greet each other in church. You understand? When they are here, they don't greet. They pretend like they don't meet. But after service, they go and sit down and discuss it. Hidden alliances. They build relationships in a hidden manner so that we don't know what is going on. That's the spirit of Absalom. That's the spirit of Absalom. They pretend. In, in church, people even have languages. Say, this one is my townsman. The other one is in the church. Absalom. In the church, where there is no Jew, there is no Gentile. You are playing the Ibibio card. You are playing the Anan card. You are playing the Yoruba card. You are playing the Igbo card. Where there is no Jew, there is no Gentile. Where all of us are one, washed by the blood, united in Christ. It's the spirit of Absalom that brings all that. I'm teaching good here. It's the spirit of Absalom. Second Samuel 13, 22. <clears throat> As I begin to round up. Are you blessed this morning? Second Samuel 13, 22. Put it up. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. Be careful of people that will show you or share with you what happened many years ago. That's not a Timothy. First Samuel fifteen twenty two. First Samuel fifteen twenty two, and Samuel said, "Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Witchcraft is manipulative." And some people are always quiet 
and their silence is a weapon of manipulation. And when they are quiet like that, they are plotting something terrible and horrible. One of the traits and characters of Absalom's spirit is confusion. You will notice things are not settled. You give an instruction and the people are not excited. And the greatest asset of any pastor or church is unity. The greatest asset of any pastor or church is unity. It is not doctrine. Beyond doctrine is unity. The greatest asset is unity. Meaning we are always on the same page as a church. Always. Your greatest asset in your house center, in your campuses, in your clusters, your greatest asset in your various house centers is unity. In a relationship, your asset is unity. Even in marriage, is safer, is safer, and if you're married here, listen carefully. It's safer to talk to your pastor about your marital misunderstandings than go and talk to your parents. You cannot report. My wife cannot report me to my father. My father has a bias. I am his bias. He will listen, but beyond what he's hearing, this is my son. Your mother has a bias. Her daughter is a bias. He will listen, but beyond what you are saying, this is my daughter. Blood is thicker than water. At the end of the day, I will not join him to spoil my daughter. But your pastor has no interest. Two of you are children of God. Placed under his spiritual oversight. So when you are speaking, he has, he's not biased. He's just looking for where the truth is and say it the way it is. It's safer to go to your pastor when you have such issues. Go to your church. It's better than telling your friends. Because your friends will take sides. Which, whichever side favors them. Let me tell you, when people show you that they are interested in you, they have a hidden agenda. They don't care about you. What they are caring for is that thing they want. I'm teaching good. We must find a symbol of unity. In business, in companies, in your career, unity will help you achieve more. When you are hungry, no one knows. Because you are united. You are united. James chapter 3 verse 16. Look at what brother James said. James 3 16. <clears throat> For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil walk. Envy. Envy. Jealousy. Dampens your morale. We begin to lose where we are supposed to win. You can never win in division. Write it down, it will help you. You can never win in division. One of the key things that causes division is when you don't know who your leader is. When you can't define your leader, when you can't define whose voice to follow. Who is the leader? We get behind him. Absalom spirit will say, no, all of us are leaders. We are all ministers. Equal submission to one another. Eh? Hey. 
Does it even make sense? Someone said it's not only wife that submit, husband must submit to the wife. Uh uh-uh. uh. What? See how stupid you sound? Have you seen Christ submit to the church? Christ doesn't submit to the church. The church submits to Christ. Christ loves the church. The wife submits to the husband. The husband loves the wife. Don't worry, I'm coming back. May is relationships. May and June, relationships. The new creation and its relationships. We will deal with all that. Let me move. When suddenly somebody who is respected start losing respect, there is an Absalom in the camp. When a brother that is respected in church, suddenly people are treating him somehow. Somebody has moved. You didn't hear what I said. Somebody has moved around and polluted the air. Somebody has, has released smell all over the place. People don't just lose respect like that. Somebody is behind bringing him dishonor. In my life, I never bring dishonor where God has put honor. I honor honor. I honor honor. I have never been a party to dishonoring anybody or mobilizing dishonor against anybody. I honor what God honors. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7, give me the amplified. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7, amplified version. <clears throat> For the mystery of lawlessness, that hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority. Did you see that? Hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority is already at work in the world. But it is restrained not on only until he who restrains it is taken out of the way. One of the signs of the Antichrist is the mystery of lawlessness. The hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority. Even in the campuses, all our campuses, all over the world, listen campus, campuses, listen. Every coordinator of every campus we have established is under my authority. So if you disobey them, you're disobeying me. If you disobey me, you're disobeying Christ who set us all up as a gift to you. You're in a campus and your coordinator say, we must all meet at five and you come at six. That's rebellion. That's total rebellion. That means you dishonor the gathering. You have no honor for the gathering. That's why you can disdain it and treat it like nothing. Coordinator says, everybody's wait. We need to talk. You walk away. You're not a serious person. You're not serious. And then after they talk, you say, I have Dr. Damina's messages, 10,000 in my, in my laptop. And your attitude shows that you don't even have one. What we teach must affect every area of your life. It must affect every area. You obey not only in my absence, but much more in my presence. That's loyalty. You start disobeying authority. It starts growing. It's up to. It grows to where it becomes rebellion. Meeting is 10 o'clock. You arrive 10.15. And you're not remorseful. You're even wishing we should be grateful that you finally came. Entitlement. Everybody submit your report. Today, you bring your own tomorrow. It has become your lifestyle. You're living in 
in, in, in organized rebellion, you are living in it. You have never submitted your report at the right time. Every time, you must have an excuse. That I am allowing you doesn't mean I don't know. It's just I have seen one rebel in the camp and I'm looking for the right time to excuse you. Don't think I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm not. I can smile with you. How can a man know word of God like this and be stupid? Me. Hey, Amy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't let my humility deceive you. Don't let my humility deceive you. I have no choice than to be humble. Remembering where God brought me to, from to where I am. I have no choice. Humility for me is compulsory. But don't be deceived by my simplicity. I'm not as simple as I look. I can't be stupid and simple and be your pastor. It's not possible. You don't arrive at pastoring at my level overnight. You know how many bridges I have crossed? You know how many waters I have crossed? You know how many things I've been through to get to where I am? If I show you my body is full of scars for ministry. So don't mistake my simplicity for stupidity. I'm not stupid. I may not say something, but I'm watching. So know it in case you didn't know before. Know it from now. Know it well, I'm your pastor. Know it very well. I know those of you that I'm talking to here. You're looking at me, I'm looking at you. I know you know that it is you I'm talking to. The only thing I have not done is to mention you like them as. That's the only thing I've not done. You rebel against authority. Lack of punctuality. Leaders meeting, workers meeting, you won't come. No excuse, no permission. Eventually, you will stop feeling bad about it. After a while, you won't be feeling bad again. It will now become an entitlement. You are now living in open rebellion. And because of you, other people will start doing it. So you have become the ringleader of rebels. So, gradually, you and your group will become Korah, Dotan, and Abiram. Three of you. Before you know it, you are the ringleader of rebels within the camp of God's kingdom. What an achievement. What an achievement. The one who started the bad example and won souls in that ministry. What a testimony. What a testimony. After a while, you're no more feeling bad. No more conscience. Your conscience has become seared. Your conscience has become seared with a hot iron. So you're doing it now. You're no more feeling bad. When we rebuke, you say, why are you talking to me like that? You should be happy that I even came. Do you know the things I left to come? Hey! Absalom has matured. After some, you hear them saying, uh, I want to take out time to pray. I want to take time to pray. Please, I will not be available for service. I want to take time to pray. Ah, you? Why? I have certain challenges. So service will stop me from concentrating. Please, sir, let me be excused so I can take time to pray. Hmm. And she starts staying away. After a while, you become demas. You are no more. It's no more prayer. After a while, you say, I am now not able to be available. 
I can't serve again. Because somebody has told you, don't let somebody use you. Serve God in your heart. At the end of the day, only Christ matters. Serve God in your heart. After all, God does not look at the outward appearance. He only looks at their heart. All these people that are doing service are being in church. It is on that day we shall know who is correct. As long as your heart is correct and you are following Christ quietly, that's what matters. Don't do public show. <laughs> so we were doing public show. If it's in your heart, it will show in your action. Anything that is in your heart will show in your action. Uh -uh. Out of the abundance of the heart, it will show in your action. Don't tell me that. But an Absalom spirit will find solace in such words. It started from having bad manners about submitting report. Then you give the devil room to take it beyond submitting report, beyond coming to meetings. Now you're looking for capital excuses to be absent. Look at Matthew 10, 21. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 10, verse 21. Immunization is going on. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. And the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents. And cause them to be put to death. You find people do destructive things. Destructive. Please don't ever be a party to destruction. An Absalom spirit will distract you. Make you feel uncomfortable about your pastor. An Absalom spirit will make you want to reduce your pastor's influence. Anybody you meet in life who subtracts from your influence is an Absalom spirit. Anybody you meet in life who takes out of your influence is an Absalom spirit because a right spirit, when people meet you, they should add value. They should help to make you better. Not take. An Absalom spirit eventually captures the heart of others. Korah, Dotam, Abiram, Jezebel, Judas, and they never end happily. Write it down. They never end happily. We have their, we have their incidents in the Bible. Absalom didn't end well. Jezebel didn't end well. Judas didn't end well. Absalom is in competition and he gives other ideas. Anytime you talk to the wrong person about the writing, it ends up the wrong way. Write it down. Anytime you talk to the wrong person about the right thing, it ends up the wrong way. I repeat. Anytime you talk to the wrong person about the wrong thing, it ends up the wrong way. Most of the times you don't say it to the right person because our motives are not pure. Absalom is in leadership, not in following. He was close to David. What is the key issue with Absalom? He wants to impress others at the expense of service. Absalom will never say exactly what the pastor says. He will always want to sound better. Pastor says, be blessed. Absalom will say, be eternally blessed. Pastor will say, 
grace as you go. When Absalom is asked to speak because pastor is busy that day. <laughs> Great grace and eternal grace as you go. He will never want to say it the way pastor says it. He must give it his own flavor. That's the spirit of Absalom. You are not a good follower. A good follower will say the same thing he had. He will not try to outdo the pastor. The things you have heard of me, the same commit. That's the right spirit. A wrong spirit will give it a little flavor. Trying to sound better. I like that brother. Anytime he's with a microphone, things are better. In fact, if Papa like, let Papa not come. That brother is good, is better for us. Because the spirit of Absalom has impressed you. And because you are impressed, you are caught into the mire of Absalom without knowing. He wants to impress others. Why should they feel I'm copying? Why shouldn't you copy? It's about copying. All of us are copying. All this preaching I'm doing, I'm copying the writers of the Bible. We all copy one another. Absalom will say differently. A true disciple is a copy and paste. A true disciple is a copy and paste. That's a, that's a true disciple. Let me close. I've not finished. I've not finished. We will conclude this Absalom. Because there is still a journey. There are some things Absalom did that I need to get to. So Wednesday midweek service. I will continue third season five. On Wednesday. Then we will finish it. So that we can finish it well. Say I hear you. Are you blessed? Have you learned something this morning? Somebody shout I have the spirit of following. And I follow faithfully. I refuse to be distracted. By the grace of God. I recognize Absalom. I know how the spirit operates. And I will not be caught in his web. Stand on your feet. Glory to God. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's pray in tongues for 30 seconds, everybody. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands up, Father. Thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to teach your word. To bring caution. To bring rebuke. To bring correction. To bring exhortation. That the men and women of God here may be perfect. Truly furnished unto every good work. We keep teaching and warning every man. That we may present your people perfect in Christ Jesus. So I decree right now. That these lessons. The revelation of these teachings. Will go right into your spirit. And give you the stability that you require in service. In the name of Jesus. I decree that you are delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. You are delivered from the snare of the fowler. In the name of Jesus. And anyone that has been caught in that web, the snare is broken. In the name of Jesus, the snare is broken. Lego Jakarta, I call you a faithful minister. I call you a good minister. I call you an able minister. In the name of Jesus. Together we will preach this gospel. Together we will flood the earth. 
with the grace and the goodness of Jesus, it is well with you. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Get a good offering. Let's give quickly before I join Mr. Michael Bush in the next two or three minutes so that we can bring Acts the Counselor, the concluding part of Acts the Counselor in this season. So grab a good honor offering. All the campuses, grab your honor offerings. Online community, TV, uh, you know, online. Everyone grab your offering. We want to give in honor of the word of God. Radio audience, in a few minutes from now, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details so that you can also give your offerings to honor the word of God and to honor the teaching of God's word. Lift up your offerings to heaven and let me quickly just before I pray over the offerings, next Sunday is our partnership service where we give to support the radio broadcast, to support all the things we do as a ministry, to support our global outreach next Sunday. So all partners, please make sure as you're coming on Sunday, you come with your partnership commitments and if you're not a partner, you want to partner with us, you believe in what we're doing, you can see the goodness that what we're doing is doing around the world. You want to partner. All you need to do is if you're in the building here at the end of the service will be here you can talk to us or you can shoot a mail to dr abel damina at yahoo.com asking to be a partner and we will reach out to you partnership enables you to support this ministry every month with a portion of your finances or a one-time gift to help us do the things we do all over the world thank you for your partnership all partners and thank you for all you keep doing to support what we do Lift up your, part, your offerings to heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege to honor your word. We honor what Christ has done. We give from the depths of our hearts. Our offerings are a sweet smell today. And for everyone giving, I declare your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that. Amen. On a note of finality. Now listen, we're not signing off our audience online. We're not signing off our campuses because of Ask the Counselor that comes in another one or two minutes. So you don't want to go away social media, radio, and television, and all our campuses because of the last session of this service today. So hit the music. You come drop your offerings anywhere on the pulpit here as we give and celebrate quickly and we join Ask the Counselor. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
Quickly, while you are yet standing, kingdom investment as you come out goes to the baskets and the, the general offerings will come here anywhere in front here. Raise it up. Father, we thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For all that you've done, for all the grace, for the blessings, for your word for the impartation, for the understanding, for the revelation, for, the, for all the grace you've made available to us, we say thank you. As we give today, we give with joy and gratitude. And we thank you because you receive us and receive our offerings. In Jesus' precious name. Every believer say amen. All right, you please come forward and drop the offerings here and kingdom investments in the past.
my microphone. And now, live from Power City Global Headquarters, number 98, Nwangiba Road in Uyo, the capital city of Akwaibom State. I'm excited to welcome us to Ask the Counselor. While we still stand together, I would just like to run through the opening announcements and bring in Global Baba. He does the opening prayers and we sit down and we get on the way. The three bank accounts, as usual, especially for a radio audience, the account name for all three is Power City International. The first bank on this edition of the program is Zenith 101236 UBA number two, 139. 26465 139 26465 same account name power city international also for fcmb 2982682028 2982682028 that's announcement number one quickly quickly announcement number two um any moment now i know we're having um challenge of time not to worry but um at least five ten minutes would be allocated to call so you need to call us plus two three four if you're doing from outside the country otherwise it's 0806 800 9939 or you send an email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com or an sms plus two three four seven oh three six nine one eight six four two one last announcement and we're good to go for sponsorship just call up plus two three four eight oh three two seven five six one oh four or you email doctor Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Doctor there, of course, is DR. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor IG Query, complete with the production team. Put your hands together for them. And now, the sets man. The international televangelist, prolific author, has written more than 30 books and counting. Help me welcome Global Baba, Dr. Abel. Damina! Continental, Mr. Bush. So good to have Global you Global Pastor, nice to have you. Oh, what a blessing. We just get down with the ritualistic opening prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we're receiving faith right now, answers to prayer. Thank you for Kwaibom State. Thank you for grace that abounds towards this state. Thank you for our governor, his cabinet, public civil servants of this state, businessmen, professionals, women, children, students. Thank you that everyone in this land continues to enjoy the grace and the goodness of Jesus. We decree that our society is enabled and it is creating opportunities for people to thrive and above that, the gospel of Christ to thrive more than ever before. We pray for our world that ministers of the gospel, believers, disciples are released globally to preach this gospel like never before. And we give you praise for the blessing in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 So we said, please be seated. Thank you so much for your company. Lord Baba was spent last night in Delta States in the south southern part of Nigeria where we are. And we're going to be starting there from without any further ado. This one comes from Emmanuel Oyeneforo. He doesn't tell us who he's writing from, so we claim Delta for him. It says, Dear Global Baba, compliments of the season. Thank you very much for the very expository knowledge you give us all these days. This is from day two of online Power Bible School. I must say the least, your words are so rich, they are so powerful, and they come with great clarity. I would lo please love you to answer these questions, Global Baba. One. How do you get the materials you use in preparing your messages? Well, 
I've been, I've been to, through theology. I've been through a lot of schooling. I have first degree. I have diploma in theology. I have masters. I have PhD, two PhDs. You can't be asking me where I get materials. I have, uh, I have an entire library of materials and resources from which I'm able to get all that I teach, but most especially the Holy Bible. Okay, Global, but you just reminded us that you have two doctorate degrees. Yes. So that's like PhD squared. Yes. Uh, so that's how we should be calling you then. Yes. Global <laughs> Baba. Okay, so Emmanuel continues. Says, how do I get to quote the scriptures with great precision the way you do? These two areas are the areas I particularly envy you. I know that if I can do them, it will do no small boost to my ministry and evangelism. With great humility, I thank you, Global Baba. You are the answer to my prayers. May God bless you and keep you sound and strong. Our generation is blessed because of you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And as you keep following, a student that is very good will eventually do better than his, than his teacher. So if you follow me very well, you will overtake me. Okay. So Global Baba is still from the, that, that region of the country, the south, southern part. We take this one from uh, Shepherd uh, Lepin, Baker. says, thank you once again, Global Baba. Have a question. How do you deal with a loved one who still firmly believes in miracle-based prophets? Miracle-based prophets. Well, somebody who believed in miracle-based prophet has developed uh, an immoral appetite. So what do you do with people that have immoral appetites? Pray for them, number one. Number two, ask that God will send laborers to harvest them to the kingdom. But every time you have opportunity to share with them, don't castigate their miracles. Don't castigate their belief. Just keep their belief one side and try to pull them to Christ. Show them what the Bible is about. Take time and explain scriptures to them patiently and painstakingly. After a while, the truth of the gospel, because the word of God is incorruptible, it will start affecting their hearts. Okay, so Mr. Baker still needs further counseling. He says, Global Baba also needs counseling regarding my ministry works. I do not know the best way to go about it. Raising funds, administration, and so forth, I need your advice. Thank you. Raising funds for ministry will be done by people who your ministry has affected. So the first thing you do in ministry is not raising funds. The first thing you do is raising disciples. When you raise disciples and you teach them and you impact them, the disciples you have raised will now want more people to hear the word. And because they now want more people to hear the word, their hearts are open to Christ. It is natural that when people are fed spiritually, they will give to, do, to you of their natural resources. It takes a bit of time. But that's why you too must be patient. And that's why you too must have some source of income, either a job, a business. Either you are the one running it or your wife or, you know, in partnership with somebody. So you're able to have food to eat, clothes to put on, and be patiently teaching and helping your disciples so that your intent is not on the money. Your intent is in raising people that will, that will live out their, their, their Christ-like life. So that's the way it is. After a while, when the people are getting discipled and begin to understand the mission that they are not only saved to be saved, they are saved to save others. It is easy for people to give towards supporting the cause of Christ. Producer, I think this is the best time to open that spasmodic window for phone calls. It will just be about five minutes as we come to Uyo. Uh, but let me also warn that in another five minutes, I'll actually be taking uh, questions from the radio audience, particularly. But Uyo now, sometimes, Global Baba, it's hard to believe that you are human, seeing that you have so much wisdom. But I came to believe that you are human when I heard you imitating Mr. Bush's um, regular slang of, oh no, and 
you always being very playful. I wish I could be like you because I've learned so much from you. Thank you, sir, for being a blessing to me. Samuel Clement, in will you? Thank you, Clement. Bless you. So, Global by if you were not human, you would not be playful. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this man. Oh, no. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Global Baba, still from Uyo. Hello, uh, Global Baba. Hello, Mr. Bush. Please, Daddy, I need you to agree with me in prayer concerning my admission into the University of Uyo. Some candidates have applied into the same, some candidates who applied into the same department as pharmacy have been admitted already, and I hear that more of us will be admitted soon. I want this admission to favor me. I've been frustrated for seven years, Global Baba, with a UTME score of 259. I don't want to miss out this year again. Whatever it takes, the systems of this administration must favor me. Global Baba, thank you for always having my back. I always love you. Amen. In Rio. Global Baba, that prayer we pray at, at the, the end, end of, of the program. Broadcast. But let me just take this first caller. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. And where are you calling from? Hello. Because of yes. time and the lack of it. Okay, just go ahead. Go ahead. We don't have time. I'm not hearing you. Okay. Oh, so we can, we can organize that. We can structure that better. Okay. So Global Baba, yes. Yes. The guy in pharmacy, we pray for him yes, at, we'll the pray for him at the program. end of the program. Okay. So we get to the second uh, stanza, the second entries for from the radio audience. Deuteronomy 32, 39 to 40, Global Baba says, I am the one that wounds and binds up. Who made this statement? Moses. Ah, Global Baba. You didn't even allow me to drop it. God never wounds. Once you know Christ, once you understand Christ and because Christ is the revelation of God's character, God's nature, God's intent in human flesh. So what Christ cannot do, God never does. Christ never wounded anybody, God never wounds. So once you know that and you hear such statements, you know that somebody's assumptions or somebody's uh, misinterpretations or somebody's inability to explain his point clear is speaking. And you can correct him using Christ as the binoculars to look at it. Is instrument playing welcomed in praising God? Is it authorized? No, Baba, just hold your thoughts. Let's take this uh, caller. Hello. Hello. What is today? What is happening? You know, the third person will get it. All right. So, global by instrument playing? Why not? There's nothing wrong with playing instruments because, again, beyond just praising God, when we come together, we come to fellowship with one another. We come to fellowship with each other. And when we play music, it gives us that melody that helps us in expressing our thoughts and expressing our joy with one another. There's nothing wrong with playing instruments. Where in the Bible, Global Baba, does it say there is time for everything? And what does that mean? Well, it was Solomon that was speaking. And those sayings of Solomon are called PP sayings. PP sayings means you are saying things that are only obtainable when the environment is ideal. So when Solomon was saying there's time for everything, he was just teaching on, you know, times and seasons on earth. Where there's a time for rain, there's a time. So also with human activities, there is time for everything. There's a time to die, there's a time to be born. He was just dealing with the, the seasons of life. That's okay. all he was. Okay, Global Baba, still from the radio audience, how does one overcome sin when one's spirit is willing to give up but the body is weak? Well, when your spirit is willing to give up, your body is weak, then focus on Christ. Because we all with open face, beholding the glory of God as in a mirror, we are changed into the image that we're beholding from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the Spirit of the Lord will kick in when your focus on Christ is constant and your body will be quickened to do what you're supposed to do. What is a sin that does not lead to death? 
The sin that does not lead to, to death are human offenses among ourselves. The sin that leads to death is rebellion against the gospel of Christ. Okay, so we continue. Who kills Moses if God doesn't kill Global? Well, Moses died because every human being will die someday. The coming of Jesus ended the ministry of angels. Why did he then send letters? Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, so why then did he, the coming of Jesus ended the ministry of angels? Why then did he uh, send letters to the angels in the seven churches in Asia? Well, the angels in the seven churches are not angels, as in angels with feather, angels were pastors. To the pastor of the church. The word angel means messenger. So he used the word angel for messengers, like I'm a messenger to this church. Alright, so I'm an angel of this church. Ah. So angel doesn't always have to do with feathers. It actually means messengers. Just Moreover, okay. the angelic ministries didn't end, but it was minimized with the coming of Christ. The angels were minimized because the main deal is here, Christ himself. Just as you thought, uh, Global about the other time, that Lord in the Bible doesn't always mean God. Yes. Okay. God doesn't, Lord, God doesn't always mean deity. Lord can be used for a master. God can be used for a judge, my Lord, a judge. It can be used for a magistrate. It can be used for a ruler. So whenever you see G-O-D in the Bible, read the context to know who they are talking about. It is not always deity. Wow. This next caller, our first caller, and this must work. Hello. Hello. Okay, um, I... I should keep holding on. No, Just go ahead now. Go ahead, we are, we are with listening. us. Hello? You are with us now. Go ahead. Your name, where are you calling from? Okay, I am calling from Joss. I, my name is Dan. I, I want Global Baba to throw more light in First Chronicles 29.29. First Chronicles 29.29. 29, Put it up. Let me see. First Chronicles 29.29. Now the acts of David the king first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Samuel the seer and in the book of Nathan the prophet and in the book of God the seer. It was just describing the offices that those men played in the Old Testament. Some of them were called prophets, some of them were called seers, and some of them were called, you know, um, uh, kings. So we had kings, we had prophets, we had seers. And sometimes the seer was always used also for the prophet because the seer was a man that had an ability to see you know, by mediums or to see visions and all of that. So those were just description of offices that were pre predominantly used in the Old Testament to communicate God's thoughts, God's plans, and God's vision for mankind. Another caller. Hello. Yes, we are on. Hello. Your name, where are you calling from, ma'am? Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the program, ma'am. Yes, my greetings to... Global Papa and Intercontinental Mr. Bush. Many thanks, ma'am. Yes, my name is Helen Douglas. I'm calling from it to local government. Please, uh, Global Papa. Yes, I'm here. I want you. I want you to pray for me for sound and safe delivery this month. I really believe in your prayers, and I'm blessed by your teachings. Amen. We'll pray for you at the end of the broadcast. Stay with us. Bless you. Okay, so quickly, uh, um, producer, I will just take one last caller and we're done. Uh, but let's just go back to the radio audience. Why did Philip Lobobaba baptize the Ethiopian eunuch in water if people do not need to baptize? Because in water? The, the book of Acts is a historical 
a historical record of how the church migrated from the law to the finished work of Christ. So as they were migrating, you will see cross-testamental applications. Things they carried over in the early part of Acts. But when you begin to get to Acts chapter 13, where brother Paul has entered the church with sound doctrine, you won't see water baptism, you won't see all those activities anymore because clarity had come. So it was a book of progression. That's why you will see some of those things that were in the Old Testament practices in the New Testament. My last caller is on the line. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. And then we're calling from. Hello. Yes, Hello. we can hear you. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Just go ahead. Hello. Hello. Okay. We didn't answer we the had male and female. Yeah, sure, ones. sure. But we still will allow that room, uh, producer, for that last caller. Let's just take this last one from the radio audience. Global Baba, is it wrong to perform taking of bread, representing the body of Christ, and fruit of vine, representing blood of Jesus, 1 Corinthians 11, 24, and 25? Well, you don't take a representative when the real man is there. If the governor of Akwaibom is here, and Pastor Praise was sent to represent the governor because the governor was not able to come, and as Pastor Praise arrived... The governor said, something has happened, I have arrived. Will Pastor Praise still be representing the governor? Why? So why will I take bread and wine to represent Christ who is already in me? Global Baba. The Intercontinental. My problem is that after you have done that, you come and be standing here. <laughs> That's just my problem. Okay, so from uh, around Akwaibom, we head straight to next door, Cameroon. Hello, your grace, Dr. Ebel Damina. Greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has made us partakers of his present-day ministry. I'm Pastor Nassis Foso, I write from the Republic of Cameroon. I'm not ordained Global Baba, and I've been in this school of unlearning for 12 years. I've been blessed with the uh, privilege to follow your teachings calmly for close to five years now on Facebook. I humbly honor the Christ in you and forever grateful to God for what he's using you to accomplish for a generation. The exposition of Christ is so accurate, it's so simply so holistic. I recently heard an announcement from you relating to you requesting everyone desiring this office to reach you. I'm most aware that the world has not rejected Christ, but the image of Christ presented to them by those who went without being sent. I do not want to take upon myself such an office though I'm conscious of the calling of Christ extended to me. I desire your commissioning to participate with increased output capacity with my invisible portfolio bestowed to me by Christ himself in the in furtherance of this gospel all over the world. In this day and age, Global Baba, way to speak the truth is revolutionary. I want to say, like our Apostle Paul, that I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and I look forward to reading from you. Yours in service, pastor in training, nurses for so in Cameroon. Well, bless you, Pastor. Two things to do. Number one, I will encourage you to join our mentoring academy. That gives me an opportunity to get to know you for a period of time. We don't lay hands on any man suddenly. So it will, I and you will have to interact for a while on ministry grounds and on doctrinal grounds. And eventually, when the time comes, you, you know, and um, you know, I'll be able to lay hands on you and release you to do ministry. Okay. I understand the last caller is on the line. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. You know where you're calling from. Yeah, my name is Eminent. My name is Eminent. I am calling from Patapot. Yeah, Eminent, go ahead. Please, in regard to intellectual knowledge you are displaying for the kingdom of God, 
I want you to understand what has been written in First Corinthians chapter eleven verse fifteen. First Corinthians eleven fifteen. It, it cost me to see the member of the church. Their heads are being opened despite the knowledge of God that you have, because the the knowledge of Paul to write that paragraph was for to discriminate from man and woman having long hair. But you are church people opening their heads. Can you give to a light on it? I don't want you to understand that because I want you to challenge you on the word of God. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So so he, he just hides behind the screen of a yeah, oh. television screen and um oh my the challenge and then once so can how, you explain? How can somebody be speaking analog when there is digital? I can't understand. Well, if you really want to discuss, I think you should pay transport, come to Aquaibom, sit down in my office, and we can do Bible study. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, because of time or the lack of it, I'm still trying to see whether we can get to at least two more continents, so I'm going to just hurry to Germany. I'm trying to see. Let's get to Germany. Let's get to Europe. I don't know what I'm able to do this, but it says, um, Dear Global Bar, thank you for the school. It's been great these two days. I'm a member of a church uh, where, they teach, where I teach as an assistant pastor. I've raised questions on many practices, but the church uh, is tied to it. I know my calling is to reveal Jesus to this generation. What do I mean when I am under ministry? What do I do when I'm under ministry that gives strict guidance on what to teach and what they believe? Am I to leave the ministry? I'm currently doing a professional training while wishing to finish before entering into full-time ministry. But I wish to return and sit on the youth so as to unlearn what I've known for long. For the meantime, or in the meantime, I've purchased 12 of your books which I sent to sister. I'll carefully study them and be following your teaching. They're ready to return and be taught to unlearn and um, do all of that with the false teachings of belief system. While hoping to have great time in this school of ministry, accept end of year. Okay, accept my sincere greetings. for Valerie in Stuttgart, Germany. Well, glad to hear from you, and we look forward to helping you understand. But the books you already have will help you a great deal, especially if you pay attention to reading them and studying them carefully. And of course, if you have questions, send them by mail or give us a call in. Ask the counselor; we'll be glad to answer those questions. Okay, don't worry about we, we we must go. The producer is winding us down, but um, let's just dash down to Dubai and stay there for some time. I'm Emmanuel Congo. I'm a Cameroonian. I live in Dubai. I follow your teachings online. They bring me to another level of understanding the gospel of Christ and the doctrine of faith. I am a born-again Christian. I pray for this gift of the Holy Ghost. I have this worry about speaking in tongues that I can't really understand. I wish I could uh, get help and scriptural backing on speaking in tongues. Is it a must for a born-again to speak in tongues? I'll be glad to read from you. Well, it's a must. Jesus said, uh, uh, this sign shall follow those that believe. In my name they shall speak in tongues. So if you have not started speaking in tongues, I will advise you to order for my teaching on the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's a series. It will give you all the doctrinal explanation and show you what to do to speak in tongues. It will help you a lot. It's a very rich teaching, the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And some people are wondering, why didn't you answer the man in Port Harcourt? Foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Okay, Lord Baba, we must go because time says so. I'd like to thank our producer, and that is uh, Pastor J. Query, complete with the production team, and also the resident pastor, Pastor Prezokun, and wife Elder Uyime. Before we round off, just the prayers. Father, we pray for that woman who called, who is 
expecting to deliver this month we speak peace upon you we rebuke fear we silence the voice of the enemy and we decree you will deliver peacefully no complications in the name of jesus Amen. we expect to hear your testimony not long from now we also pray for those who ask to be prayed for on certain areas of ministry needs in their lives financial needs needs for marriage needs for favor wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice we stand in faith with you right now and we declare that the answers that belong to you receive them in the name of jesus Amen. receive a miracle where you need a miracle receive a testimony right now Amen. in the name of jesus Amen. satan get your hands off of god's Amen. property sick bodies be healed Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global, we really, really must run out of here because time says so. My name is Michael Bush. Global Baba is uh, Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. What a day. What a day. We want to first of all thank every one of you giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Always an honor to answer your questions, answer your phone calls, respond to you as much as possible. We look forward to having more time with you on Wednesday at midweek service, 5.30 p.m. GMT plus one. But I'll be live at 6 o'clock uh, GMT plus one. It will be a wonderful service as we continue our series of Ted season five and ask the counselor. We love you guys. Remember this afternoon, 1 to 3 will be on XLFM and 3 to 5, you know, your FM. And in the evening, 8 to 9, I mean, 9 to 10 on Inspiration, 10 to 12 on Heritage, Heritage FM. FM. Tomorrow morning, 545, XLFM, 11 to 1, Radio Aquai Bomb, 1 to 3. XLFM, 3 to 5, you know, your FM, and 6 o'clock. Comfort FM till 8 and the process continues. We love you guys and thank you for giving us the opportunity. Enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyok, Nigeria. Amen. Praise God. Let's celebrate the Intercontinental Mr.